Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc soap. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Fusion Church. All right, Motivational Monday is here. We got to get the cobwebs out of us, you know, stretch a little bit if you need to. You know, God is good. God is in the house this morning. Amen. Well, happy Mother's Day to all the mommies out there. You know, I pray that you guys had a blessed day yesterday. This morning, we are in Deuteronomy 23. We had a little mix-up uh, last week, and today is 23 of Deuteronomy. Let us have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I just thank you, thank you, thank you, for this is the day that you have made. I will rejoice and be glad in it, O Lord God. I thank you for this hour. I thank you for my brothers and sisters, Father. I pray that you will just meet us today, Father. Let it be you that speaks and not us. And I give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen, amen. All right. All right. And Pastor Jason in the house this morning is going to be reading. Good morning, Deuteronomy 23. And I am reading from the New King James Version. He who is emasculated by crushing or mutilation shall not enter the assembly of the Lord. One of illegitimate birth shall not enter the assembly of the Lord. Even to the 10th generation, none of his descendants shall enter the assembly of the Lord. An Ammonite or a Moabite shall not enter the assembly of the Lord. Even to the 10th generation, none of his descendants shall enter the assembly of the Lord forever. Because they did not meet you with bread and water on the road when you came out of Egypt. And because they hired against you Balaam, the son of Beor from Pethor of Mesopotamia, to curse you. Nevertheless, the Lord your God would not listen to Balaam, but the Lord your God turned the curse into a blessing for you because the Lord your God loves you. You shall not seek their peace nor their prosperity all your days forever. You shall not pour an Edomite for he is your brother. You shall not pour an Egyptian because you are an alien in his land. The children of the third generation born to them may enter the assembly of the Lord. When the army goes out against your enemies, then keep yourself from being from every wicked thing. If there's any man among you who becomes unclean by some occurrence in the night, then he shall go outside the camp. He shall not come inside the camp, but it shall be when evening comes that he shall wash with water. When the sun sets, he may come into the camp. Also, you shall have a place outside the camp where you may go out. And you shall have an implement among your equipment. When you sit down outside, you shall dig with it and turn your cover, turn and cover your, your refuse. For the Lord your God walks in the midst of your camp to, to, to deliver you and give your enemies over to you. Therefore, your camp shall be holy, that he may see no unclean thing among you and turn away from you. You shall not give back to his master the slave who has escaped from his master to you. He may dwell with you in your midst in the place which he chooses within one of your gates, where it seems best to you. You shall not oppress him. There should be no ritual harlot of the daughters of Israel or a perverted one of the sons of Israel. You shall not bring the wages of a harlot or the price of a dog to the house of the Lord your God for any vowed offering. For both of these are an abomination to the Lord your God. 
You shall not charge interest to your brother, interest on money or food or anything that is lent out at interest. To a foreigner, you may charge interest, but to your brother, you shall not charge interest, that the Lord your God may bless you and all to which you set your hand in the land which you are entering to possess. When you make a vow to the Lord your God, you shall not delay to pay it, for the Lord your God will surely require it of you, and it would be sin to you. But if you abstain from vowing, it shall not be sin to you. That which has gone from your lips you shall keep and perform, for you voluntarily vowed to the Lord your God what you have promised with your mouth. When you come into your neighbor's vineyard, you may eat your fill of grapes at your pleasure, but you shall not put any in your container. When you come into your neighbor's standing grain, you may pluck the heads with your hand, but you shall not use a sickle on your your neighbor's standing grain. Amen. 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 All right. Stretch if you need to again. All right. There's a lot of don'ts in this particular chapter 23, you know, and and it's like, you know, before we go into the presence of the Lord, you know, we have to make sure that that we are taking care of business, you know, because pretty much, you know, it starts off here, you know, in verse one, it says, he says, he who is emasculated by the crushing or mutilation shall not enter the assembly of the God, of the Lord. In other words, you know, he is masculine. You know, if he was cut, you know, if his masculinity, if he was hurt somehow, he cannot enter. You know, it goes into verse two and it says, it says one of illegitimate birth shall not enter. In other words, uh, forbidden marriage, because God was constantly telling the Israelites, do not get involved with certain people, with certain tribes, you know, and he was telling them, you know, these individuals, you know, cannot enter into the assembly of the Lord, into the presence of the Lord. And, and then he takes it even one more step. He says in, in verse three, and the Ammonites and the Moabites shall not enter the assembly of the Lord. And he says, therefore, to the 10th generation, they shall not enter the assembly of the Lord forever. So God is saying all these different things, all these different limits of who can enter into his presence. You know, no one with the defect can enter into the presence of the Lord. You know, it, it, and it just goes to show you that, you know, God is a holy God. And, and God wants, you know, and he tells us that we need to be holy. You know, but, you know, he goes into all these things of limitation. You know, guess what? I'm glad that we are under grace, that we are under grace, that we can go before the presence of God in the name of Jesus. It is through Jesus Christ that we can go into his presence. But back here, you know, the, God, the word, the Lord was telling them, these individuals cannot enter into my presence. And they had all of these limits, you know, and it, it means it doesn't matter how good you are. You could have been the best person around, but if you was, if you, there was some defect in you, you could not go into the presence of the Lord, you know, and and it goes into also the talking about the the Amorites and the Moabites. They shall not enter, and it gives you an explanation of of these individuals. It says because they did not meet you with bread and water on the road when you came out of Egypt. In other words, you know, they went to them when they were coming out of Egypt, and they say, "Hey, let us walk through the road. You know, we will buy food from you." We will buy water from you, 
you know, and we will not do any harm to you. And guess what? They refuse. They refuse to do that, you know. But not only that, they they also they also in verse five it says, nevertheless, you know, they 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 conspire, you know, they they conspire against them, and they even hire, you know, a prophet to 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 you know to curse them. In verse three, it says, nevertheless, the Lord your God would not listen to Balaam, you know. In verse four, in verse five. But the Lord your God turned the curse into a blessing. All right. So look at look all the stuff that has happened. You know, first you're limited before you before you can go before the Lord. You know, for any defect, these individuals cannot enter the presence of the Lord. And why can they not enter the presence of the Lord? Because they hurt the people of the Lord. They came against them. And again, as I'm going to say that you know, I'm so glad that we are under grace, that we are under grace. And guess what? Here, you know, even though that they meant to hurt us, they meant to hurt them back in the day, you know, God had a way of turning things around. God had a way of turning uh, a curse into a blessing, into a blessing. That's in verse five, you know, because it doesn't matter who comes against us. If God is for us, who can be against us, you know, and, and pretty much, you know, anytime someone, someone is hurt, you know, we tend to have the tendency, I want to hit back, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, somebody hurts us, sometimes you, you say, oh man, and you get upset with them and you, you, you're trying to see, you know, how can you fix this or whatever, but sometimes the old man comes up and the old man wants to get back at them, but guess what? You know, we need to leave it into the, on the Lord's hand because you can clearly see here that God does not forget the wrongs that have come to us. Let me say that again. God does not forget the wrongs that have been done against us. And the, and the word of God says in Romans, you know, 12, 19 to 21, it says, do not, uh, beloved, do not avenge yourself, but rather give place place to wrath for it is written vengeance is mine i will repay them says the lord god has your back if you are going through a situation god has your back he says in verse in verse 20 of romans 12 he says therefore if your enemy is hungry feed him come on now how many how many of us can you say oh yeah that's a problem i can do that I can feed my enemy. I'm gonna walk him, open up the door and walk them in. But you know, but he says, yeah, if he is thirsty, give him to drink. For by doing, you will you will heap coals of fire on them. You know, and it's pretty much, you know, when we do something that is good to someone that is trying to hurt us, you messed up their mind because they don't know where you're coming from. They don't know where you're coming from. And you know, you know they, don't, they don't realize that you have a father that loves you. And our father that's going to be with you. He says in verse 21 of Romans 12, he says, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. You know, life happens. Life happens. Sometimes it's unfair what we go through, you know, and sometimes we want to push back. But sometimes we need to let go and let God have it. Let God take it from you. Let God do what he needs to you. Why? Because the enemy will use conflict 
to cause division. The enemy will use conflict to cause division. But God knows how to turn things around. God knows, you know, when to step in. God knows what needs to happen, you know, at the end of this situation. And that's why we need to be very, very careful because, you know, the Ammonites, you know, they did what they did. And yet God did not forget. And God, you know, told them that they would not enter into his presence. They would not enter into the assembly. Because why? Because God has it. God has it. And again, vengeance, it belongs to the Lord. I, re I remember my, uh, my cousin, you know, she gave me a Bible years and years ago before she passed. You know, she had this verse in there. You know, and sometimes, you know, when you read something, you, you may not get the whole impact of it. But I have realized that how much impact this verse actually had, you know, it's, it's in Psalms 46, 1, 2, 3, you know, because, you know, we're going to have stuff happen. We're going to have situations happen. It says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. If you're going through trouble this day, if you're going through difficulties this day, God is your, ref is your refuge, and God is your strength. God is your strength. He says in verse 2, Therefore, we would not fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. Therefore, we will not fear. Sometimes when we go to trouble, sometimes when we go into a hard situation, a difficult situation, fear has its way of creeping up. Fear has a way of throwing a whole bunch of questions to you. Well, what are you going to do now? Or how are you going to get this fixed? Or what's going to happen now? Or you see how they treated you? Or you see how this is happening? That's what the enemy does. The enemy is constantly whispering all this negative stuff to us. you know. And we have to understand that we serve a mighty and powerful God that loves you and loves me. And he's got this. He's got this. All we need to do is learn to surrender. Learn, say, Lord, there it is, Lord God. You fight my battles. You take care of this for me, you know, and push back that fear. Because God did not give you a spirit of fear, but of a sound mind, you know, of a sound mind. He says, do not fear, even even if the earth be removed, even if situations are happening, even though everything looks so negative around us. You know, we have to focus on the Lord and trust in him. He says in verse 3, again, in Psalms 46, 46, uh, verse 3 says, Though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains be shaken with its swelling. So, you know, you hear all this stuff. You look at all this stuff that is happening around us. Everything seems to be impossible. Everything seems to be going the wrong way. And God is telling us, hold on, I got this. Come on, I got this. He's telling all of us, I have this. Nothing is hidden from the Lord. Nothing surprises the Lord. Nothing is impossible for the Lord. It doesn't matter how hard it may look. It doesn't matter how impossible. You know, God likes to show off when it's impossible. <laughs> God likes to show off when it's impossible. When we're pulling our hair, if you had hair, I don't. But if you're pulling, you're pulling your hair because, oh, God, 
Oh, God, God is, you know, that's when God is going to move. I strongly believe that the Lord allows situations to come our way so that we can learn, so that we can draw closer to him. What's one of the things that, that brings us to the Lord is when we need to go on our knees and pray because we're going through something. Now, come on. A lot of times when everything is going all fine and dandy, you know, we may not pray as much. We may not read the word as much. You know, we may we may take it for granted sometimes. And sometimes the Lord allowed things to happen just to get our attention. So let us know, hey, look out. Hey, I'm here. Hey, I'm going to take care of this. And that's, you know, that's why, you know, scripture is full with words of encouragement to us. Because, look, it starts off in, you know, in Psalms 46. It says in verse 1, it says, God is our refuge and strength. God is our refuge and strength. A very present help, a very present help in trouble. So again, if you're going through trouble these days, if you're going through a difficult situation, we need to trust him. We need to hold on to him. We need to run to him. Who are we running to these days? You know, the enemy wants more that we will run in different directions from the Lord. You know, he wants to trouble us so much with different situations, you know, because, you know, when we read, you know, what, you know, the beginning of the chapter where it says, you know, you know, who can go into the presence of God and he have these limits. And I was going through that. And I said, like, whoa, boy, back in the day, I couldn't do that. You know, I was disqualified a hundred times full. Why? Because there are marks, you know, there are defects. There are things that I couldn't control. You know, you know, and all that. And and God today, because of grace, we can come boldly before the throne of the father in the name of Jesus. And he receives us and he has us and he's in control and he's telling us you are mine. You know, and he's telling, he's telling us that he loves us. It's beautiful to see how God is constantly speaking to us. In his word, in his word. And sometimes, you know, all we need to do is to be still. That's one of my wife's favorite verses. It's, uh, it's to be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I got this. Be still and know that nothing is hidden from me. And I will take you through. I will walk you through. And that's in Psalms, same Psalms 46, you know. In, in verses 10 and 11, he says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted on the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. You know, be still and know. The hardest thing for us to do sometimes is to be still. Come on, you all folks out there. You know what I'm saying. You know, sometimes you wanted to take situations into your own hand. Sometimes you wanted to do your own thing. Sometimes you wanted to, to hit back. Sometimes you wanted to push back. Sometimes you wanted to say something that ain't going to get away with it. They ain't going to get away with it. You know, and we may do something like that. But God is telling us to be still and know. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. And when I, you know, when I read that and I'm thinking about, you know, his word, you know, he, he, that, that's giving us life, his word that is speaking to us, 
you know, and his word that is going to continue to, to move about, like we were just reading earlier, for the Lord is my refuge and strength. And I don't know how many times in my life has that word that he is my refuge and strength has really turned things around for us. You know, I have been, I have been uh, ministering the word of God for a very long time. And I, and at one time, at one time while we were, while we were being, um, we were pastors and me and my wife, and we were helping the church, you know, situations rise up that, you know, that our, our, our pastor, you know, he was hurt in an accident and he was, he was, uh, in home at the in bed for about a year. And that one year, in that one year that we were in the church, we were, we became the temporary pastors of that church and we did the best we can, you know, and to the glory of God, you know, the church continued to grow. The Lord continued to, the, the Lord continued to bless us, you know, and more people were coming and, and things were getting done, you know, and, and everything was going smooth. And then once, once the pastor, you know, he came back, he came back and he got, he, and he, and he was doing his thing, you know, something happened between the time that he left and the time that he came back that, you know, that, that he, he changed a little bit, he changed a little bit and we became a threat. We became a threat. Needless to say, uh, we had to decide what we were going to do. Because we didn't, we were not there to divide the church or anything, but 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 God knew, but God knew, you know. And my thing was, um, I'm a man of peace, you know. I'm a man of peace, and and even though sometimes things are being said, and sometimes you really cannot do too much about it, but you have to put it in God's hands. So that's what we did. Me and my wife, we decided to, you know, because this is the way it is, and we're not here to divide. We're we're here to bless, you know, and. And if I'm if I'm gonna be accused, you know, I'm gonna let God fight my battles for me, you know. And we decided just to walk away, you know, to walk away. And you know, and everybody kept saying, you know, oh, you can do this, you can, you can start your own place. And and we said, no, no, because we're not here to divide. We're here, we're here to be a blessing. So it broke our hearts, but we had to walk away from that ministry, you know. And and sometimes, you know, when you go through a crisis like that. You, you know, you say, well, I have, you know, I deserve better. I can, you know, I, you know, but, but God, be still and know that he is God. We don't know why, but you know what? God knows why, you know, and it was a learning thing for us that we walked away. And guess what? You know what God, God put in my heart? God put in my heart to go to this individual and, and talk to him and, 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 and the board you know, and I said, hey, you know, if I did anything to hurt you, I apologize. And and here I'm apologizing. And I'm the one, <laughs> I'm the one that that was that was being spoken about. But, you know, God has it. And God will give us grace. And that is the one thing that I have learned, you know, because we, we you know, Jesus came, you know, to set us free. Jesus came to give us peace and to give us his joy and guess what? And we did what we had to do and walked away and, and we have grown from it. So I have learned a long time ago that the battle belongs to the Lord. It doesn't belong to us, you know, and we learned and we grew, you know, and guess what? It made me who the man that I am today. So that's why sometimes, you know, we have to let go and we have to let God be God, you know, and in that verse, you know, to be still and know that I am God. Because in the midst of crisis, in the midst of situations, in the midst of somebody says something that really is not true, 
you know, but guess what? I'm not here to fight. The Lord will fight my battles, just like he did here. You know, the Ammonites and the Moabites, you know, they they refuse to help. They refuse. They turn their backs, you know, and all they were saying, give us food and water and we'll pay for it. But they, they, they said, no. So they actually heard the people of the Lord. Guess what? When you're being hurt, God sees all and God knows all, you know, and God has your back. And God will turn things around for you. God will restore what the enemy has stolen from you. God will restore. But you know what? We, me and my wife, you know, we walked away. We, 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 we left. We left with our hands clean. We said, you know what? This is this is what's happening. We're gonna trust in God. So we went and we sat in a, in a, in a different place, you know, and and we recover, of course. Because God is faithful and God is merciful and his love goes on and on, you know, and today we're here. Today we're here with you guys, you know. So whatever it is that you're going through, whatever situation is that you may be facing, surrender it to the Lord. Sometimes, sometimes, like for me, sometimes just, just to say, hey, if I offended you, I'm sorry. If I hurt you, I'm sorry but it's time to go forward. Time that we can embrace, time that we can go arm in arm and move forward. And guess what? Years later, you know, our relationship, you know, has was restored. You know, I have no, no, nothing negative against the individual because I know that my God was with me. I know that he did not forsake me. He did not abandon me, but he was there. He received me. And you know what? And God prepares that for us. That prepared that for me. Because once I left there, in the place that I went to, you know, they, they, I told them my story, you know, and they said, well, let us, just, let us just be your family for a little while while you recover. And guess what? That's what I did. And I stayed there for a while. And God blessed me. And God prospered me. See, and that's the way the Lord works. Doesn't matter what we're going through. We're going to get through it. You know, we're going to get through it. Because why? Because no matter what, he is in control. And today, I am a better person for what happened years and years ago. Because God has a way of turning things around. You know, turning the situation. And we grow from it. And he has blessed us. So again, I'm not here to talk about me. I'm here to talk about the word of God here in Deuteronomy 23. But God is in control. Yes, there are limits here. Yes, God is saying that, you know, only these individuals can come into my presence. But getting, again, look at the grace of God. Look at the mercy of God, you know. And God, you know, look what it says in Samuel. In Samuel 16, 7, it says, For the Lord God said to Samuel, do not look at the outward appearance, what they look like, or his physical statue, because I have refused, refused him, for the Lord does not see as man sees. For God looks at the, does not look at the outward appearance, for the Lord looks at the heart. Where is our heart today? Where is our heart today? You know, and, and God looks at our heart. It doesn't matter how, what we look like. doesn't matter. You know, I've seen some people that look like, oh, they can scare me away, you know. But guess what? They're sons and daughters of the Lord. Some of them I see, you know, tattoos, and they say, this guy's preaching and, and all over, you know, his, you know, even in his, even in his face. 
But guess what? God restores what the enemy tried to destroy and makes powerful ministers of those that have been through the storm. You know, so the way I look at it, when we go through a storm, it's because God is preparing us. When we go to a hard situation, it's because God is molding us. When we go through impossible roads, God is in control. When we go, word of God says, as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will feel no evil for God is with us. As we go through the fire, you know, because when we go through storms and we go through a fire, that's purifying us. The fire burns away all the nasty stuff, all the negative stuff, all the impurity. That's what fire does. So as we walk through the fire, even though sometimes we'll go through the fire and we're in our tippy toes because it gets so hot sometimes. But you know what? God is removing and God is perfecting you and God is making you better. So today, this day, this Monday morning, I want to tell you that God is sitting on the throne. He has not forsaken you. He has not abandoned you. You know, he is with you. So the victory is ours. The victory is ours in the name of Jesus. And, you know, so I am so glad that I was able to get part of this message out. And I only took a couple of verses there. But, you know, God is in control. If you're going to remember anything this Monday morning, is that God is in control. And all he's telling me is to be still and know that he is God. When we take our hands off it and we surrender it to him and we are being still and all we have to do is just meditate upon his word, meditate upon his promises and we and we let him have it, he has a way of turning it around better than what we can possibly imagine or think. You know, why? Because he is that good. Because he loves you and because he chose you and because he has you in the palm of his hand and he's telling you, you are mine. I don't know why those words keep coming to me, you know, but, you know, somebody here needs to hear that, that you belong to him because he says that you are mine and he wants to bless you and he wants to make you prosper. So my brothers and sisters, as we conclude this Monday morning. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lead not in your own understanding. Because why? Because my understanding will mess me over. But when I rely on him, when I trust him, when I hold on to him, he has a way of turning it around. When I am still in him, he's going to give me the peace that surpasses understanding. So trust in him. I pray again that you guys, all your mothers out there, have a blessed week. I, I hope you had a blessed at the Mother's Day. I know I couldn't be there with some of you, and I love you all. But, you know, receive a embrace here in the Lord this morning, you know, from Papa H, you know, and I'll be praying for you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you that you're so good. You're so wonderful, Father. I thank you, Father God, that you're just sitting on the throne, Lord. You made a way for us, Father. We made a way, Father, that we can come into your presence through Christ Jesus. You made a way that we can come before you, Lord God, as we are. With all the defects, Father God, with all the, all the stuff, Father God, that we have been through, Lord. And when you see us, Lord God, you see us through the lenses of Jesus. And you say that we are right before you. So I think that we can come as we are, Father God, because... You love us so much, 
And I thank you because you have made a way for us, Lord God. I thank you for all those who are watching and listening this morning. I pray your blessings upon them. I pray that you will guide them and protect them. I pray that you will meet their needs, Father God. I pray, Father God, that they will be still and know that you are God. So show off in their lives. Show off in their homes, in their family, in their marriages, in their ministry, in the workplace, Father, while they're driving to work, even now, Father God, just show off, Father. Surprise them this week, my Lord God, that they will turn around and say, Woo, Jesus, thank you. I thank you, Father, for what you're going to continue to do. And I ask all this in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. All right, my brother, sister, have a blessed week. We see each other soon, you know, and love you all. God bless.